Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. The hang ups we have today. Welcome into episode 203 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the Growing KSR Podcast Network. The Sources Say Podcast is presented by our good friends at Condado Tacos at the Summit at Fritz Farm. Stop in to see our friends at Condado to try some of their summer features like the mango guacamole or chicken bacon ranch taco. They've also got Happy hour deals like the $6 house margaritas Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. We love tacos at KSR. So the partnership with Condado was perfect to fuel our crew for the big week of Bahamas coverage. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Condado. I am happy to be joined once again by Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you? I am fantastic tonight. We are answering the bell. I had some uh, mentions on Twitter begging us for a source to say podcast and you're getting it. Yeah, we uh we've been doing them the day after these games, but we figured because the tomorrow's game is at noon, uh, we decided that it, it probably made mo- more sense to get this up as soon as possible after the game ended to uh, give you guys the night owls if you wanted to listen to this late at night uh, or early tomorrow morning as a pregame uh, listen. We wanted to make sure we knock that out, so we'll make this quick and easy. Uh, obviously, sixty-two point win, Sean. It's it's a uh, 
Uh, not a whole lot to dive into, but there were a lot of very, very impressive takeaways that uh, we'll definitely uh, get into the nuts and bolts of. 118-56 victory over the Carlton Ravens. Sean, uh, let's just jump right in. Uh, what were some of your uh, overall takeaways of the win? Uh, you got to start with two names, Jacob Toppin and Antonio Reeves. And um, I'm sure we'll get to both of them in, in their own, but let's start with Jacob Toppin. That's the guy that we've known the longest. Go all the way back to April 16th, 2020. And I remember me and you having conversations where like they just took a commitment from Jacob Toppin from Rhode Island. And we're both like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. And then we start watching tape and you start hearing the comments and then you get Cal's statement when he signed with the program and it was a long-term piece wrapped up and around all the potential upside in Jacob Toppin's game. And you saw that in year one, you saw it take another step in year two. Well, what you're seeing now is you're seeing a guy who has worked on his game and is transformed into that player that Kentucky hoped he was going to be two years ago when they took him over two years ago. He looked like an NBA player tonight, and it's all because of his ability to stretch the floor at the four spot or if he's playing at the three. Jack, if he hits that three, not just the way he did tonight, but even half of that, he's a future three and D player in the NBA. Yeah, I think that is absolutely fair. 27 points on 11 of 14 shooting, five or six from three, six assists, two rebounds, two steals, one block shot. Like you said, uh, he's an NBA player. That that was an NBA-level performance. Uh, we've talked about it before. It feels like Jacob Toppin, now that Keon Brooks is gone, again, Keon did a lot of very good things for this university, a lot of very important things for this university, uh, but it's just it's just night and day like i mean if we're going to be totally honest the, the the what jacob is is able to bring to the table now as a three point maker um something that just keon did not provide for this team moving forward it, it, jacob is just playing with a level of confidence and a level of freedom uh, knowing that he has that four spot locked up, it's his. There's not a competition. Damian is is going to get a lot of playing time. He does a lot of amazing things. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about him. You have another poster tonight. But look, Jacob Toppin is your starting four. He's exactly the player and and he that we need him to be. And he has made the jump that we had hoped that he was going to make. Uh, but but Sean, I think a big part of it is because of the the newfound freedom that he has and the confidence that he's gained with this role. It's it's one of those kind of doer die sink or swim situations with Jacob where, uh, you know, he could have used this opportunity and said, oh, man, I don't know if I'm ready for this moment or he could use this moment and say, yeah, I'm about to prove that I'm that guy. And tonight he clearly looked like that guy for the Wildcats. Yeah. And after game one in the Bahamas, I had some people asking me, you know, they wanted to see Jacob kind of take over and kind of assert himself and not take that back seat to a Chris Livingston who looked impressive or Damian Collins doing his own thing. Last couple of games, you're, you're seeing Toppin do it. And tonight, he certainly did it. And some of those threes that he hit, they were in rhythm. They were confident shots. He is going to be, to me, Jack, one of those glue guys that John Rothstein, uh, Seth Greenberg, all these national guys, when they come out with their glue guys, Andy Katz, he deserves to be on that list going into the college basketball season because he's going to have his hand in so many different areas for this Kentucky team. He's going to defend his tail off. We're seeing him now make shots. He can play above the rim. He can block shots at the rim, run the floor, just his athleticism. He's going to be one of these guys that can impact the game in so many different ways. I think you could see him be an all-SEC guy if he puts it all together and continues this uh, trajectory he's on right now. 
Yeah, I, I think I c- couldn't agree more. I, I um, yeah, I, I think he has that in him. I think he has all SEC in him. Another guy, Sean, that there's been a lot of talk about what he can be, what his role is going to be. Is he able to make that transition from Illinois State as a transfer uh, to Kentucky? How fast will that transition happen? Sean, Antonio Reeves, absolutely terrific tonight. And really, he's been terrific this entire week. 23 points, 8 of 12 shooting, 5 for 8 from 3. He added 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal uh, in 21 minutes. Sean, Antonio Reeves is an absolute killer as a go-to bucket getter. Uh, and man, there's the, just with all that concern about can he make that j- jump to the SEC? How quickly can he adjust to SEC basketball? I mean, goodness gracious, he is. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's sensational. He he is the exact plug and play scoring spark that this team needed uh, to add this offseason. When you lose guys like Ty Ty Washington, Kellen Grady, Davion Mintz, you needed somebody like that that can just go get you a bucket. And goodness gracious, Antonio Reeves is absolutely that guy. Yeah, he's an instant bucket, whether that be in the starting lineup or sixth man, seventh man, it doesn't matter. And the the shot that he had there in the corner, the step back three, mm-hmm. and then he had a couple there at the top of the key that were a couple of threes, and then he had, a, I know, a long two there. I mean, that's creating your own shot. And that's some things that I thought last year where Kentucky's guards, outside of a couple of them, they really struggled to do was to kind of go get their own. This guy, with his length and his size, he has the ability to go get his own basket. I think we're going to see the ability for him to set other guys up as well, can play with the ball in his hands, can play with the ball or play off the ball. Jack, I said it when he first committed to Kentucky, you know, the 21 points a game or 20 points a game there at Illinois State. I said, I don't think that he's going to get to that number. Well, he had 23 tonight. Mm. This, to me, is a guy that you can plug into the starting lineup if you want him there. You can bring him off the bench as a six-man. Remember how Davion Mintz did a few times last year? He would start when some guys were injured. This feels like a significant upgrade to the U.K. roster in Antonio Reeves because he can go get a bucket whenever he wants it. Yeah, I I mean, I had heard uh, somebody close to the program tell me that uh, Antonio Reeves has made the adjustment to Kentucky quicker than Kellen Grady did coming from Davidson last year. I've said that on this show a couple times now, and I think tonight was the first time, and he's had several, you know, I think earlier this week he had a game of four makes from three, but this felt like the game where he really emerged as that kind of three-level dynamic scorer where he can create for himself and set up his own shots and things like that. And I think tonight was the first time that you could really see where this, you know, where, where people close to the program are thinking that that about how quickly he has adjusted and 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 how he's ready. I mean, he's just ready. He's a he's a go-to uh, a professional bucket getter. That uh, man, what a get from from John Calipari in the transfer portal to add him when they added him. You know, right in the middle, of all the Shaden Sharp stuff. Uh, you know, would he be able to provide the same scoring spark Shaden Sharp did? You know, would have and all those things. I mean, there was a lot of real concern that, man, are we really talking about replacing a top 10 pick in Shaden Sharp with an Illinois State transfer? Like, is that where we are as a program? Clearly, clearly a major win on on Kentucky's part. What a find from Cal. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's it's really clear that uh, that Antonio Reese is exactly what this team needed this offseason. Well, and he's a guy that has continued to get better each and every year that he's played college basketball, Jack. And it's not just a small amount of getting better it's a lot each and every season he's played so 
who's to say that he like, uh, you know, looking at his numbers and that's what I was looking at. I'm like, okay, coming from Illinois state is, has he capped out? Can he just be that same player, but maybe not get those same numbers in a at a place like Kentucky where he's not going to be called upon as much when you've got guys like Casey Wallace, Oscar Sheboy, Xavier Wheeler and, and so on. This, this certainly looks like a kid when you turn his tape on now from the last few games at Kentucky and you go back and watch his tape at Illinois State, it looks like a kid that has continued to get better in this progression and this trans, transition to Kentucky and big-time college basketball. I mentioned it tonight on Twitter. I started having uh, like kind of like looking into the future, thinking of a roster next season that has Antonio Reeves, C.J. Frederick, and Aduthiero on it. Because yeah. that could that could entirely be possible. This is a guy that came to Kentucky with two years of eligibility. Now, if he shoots the ball and scores the ball like that, we're going to have a different discussion here in a few months. Yeah, but he is a really talented player that you're seeing add to his game. I think he's going to continue to get better on the defensive end, and that's how he's going to stay on the floor. But it's going to be very hard to keep his offense off the floor. Yeah, and. You know, I, I think it's interesting. I talked to Savir Wheeler tonight, and you know, last thing I have to say about about Antonio, I talked to Savir about that, you know, transition from, from Illinois State to Kentucky, and how there was a lot of concern about that, and and you know how how he thought he was able to transition that that quickly, uh, and he said, yeah, and I understand what people were coming from when they were thinking that, you know, the Illinois State thing, but he said, but but people also need to understand that. Uh, he was the go-to guy. He was the guy getting double and triple team last year, all the way to the world on his shoulders at Illinois State. Their only, you know, primary guy uh, to to you know lift that scoring load. And he was like, he's now stepping in here where, uh, I mean, he's in a lineup with Oscar Sheboy, me. Uh, you know, Cason Wallace, Jacob Toppin, you go down the list. Anytime he gets put on, on the floor, he has other dynamic scorers and defenders and and, and you know other guys that can kind of pick up that weight and he was like he has no more weight on his shoulders anymore he's here and he can play as free as he wants he's going to get catching uh um, catch and shoot looks but like it's his job i mean he this this is easier for him now because of where he went not uh you, you know you don't have to worry about the jump from you know the the, the pace and speed and all that stuff from uh, illinois state like uh, yeah the, those concerns make sense but at the same time you got to understand that all of this also frees him up even more so, Sean. And I thought that was something that was pretty interesting that it was just a kind of a completely different angle that I hadn't necessarily uh, thought of. You just automatically think, well, you know, it's Illinois State. How is he going to be able to do that? Well, it's like, yeah, but it's also Kentucky. It's also the teammates that he has at Kentucky uh, that are going to allow him to play a little bit more free and to, to do uh, more interesting things and and play with confidence because he isn't the 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 only guy lifting that scoring load. So, uh, Sean, I think I think that was kind of you know pretty insightful there from Savir, and I couldn't agree more. I agree with that 100. percent And I think I think that's a really interesting angle that I hadn't thought of as well. And and it kind of brings me back to what I said on yesterday's episode. The biggest thing for me this week that I was looking for is I didn't want to just be talking about Oscar Sheboy. I didn't want to just be talking about Sabir Wheeler. And we know the level of competition and stuff. It's not what Kentucky's going to see here in a couple of months. But they're doing this to, to teams that have been good basketball teams. Like Carleton University, they're a successful basketball program. And they made them look like they didn't even belong on the floor with Kentucky from the opening tip all the way up until the end. But we're not talking about Oscar Sheboy here. 
I mean, Oscar's great. We know what Oscar's going to do for this team. We know what Oscar's going to do for this program, probably going to be in contention for another National Player of the Year award if he does anything remotely close to what he did a year ago. But we're talking about all these other pieces that we've wondered about. The Antonio Reeves, did Jacob Toppin take that next step as a player? Uh, you know, CJ Frederick and, and staying healthy. Like we're talking about all these other players and what they're doing. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. It's answering a lot of questions that I had about this Kentucky team. And you're you're seeing them getting a lot of national love and stuff for, for how talented they look. And you're getting to see this team chemistry come together months before Big Blue Madness even starts. So uh, fascinating update. Um, there is a two-on-two game going on behind me, Sean, on, on the floor of you know four random hotel guests out here. And uh, as you're talking about all this stuff, Jacob Toppin and Oscar Sheboy both walk into the uh, walk into the gym uh, and just said, "Hey, do you guys want to want to play?" So there may be a, a, just a an impromptu um, three-on-three game featuring four random strangers at this hotel. Uh, and Jacob Toppin and Oscar Sheway being added to it. So uh, I, I wonder how that one's going to go for are, him. Are, are you going to play by play? Are you going to do some <laughs> color commentary here? Uh, yeah, as as we continue to to talk about this game and, and wrap this show up, I'll uh, I'll throw in my little play by plays. Jacob is now shooting um, left corner threes right now. There there are also you know a couple couple females there here with them, and I think they're. You know, showing off a little bit for oh uh, for, for some from uh, for some other hotel guests, Sean. So and, and you've you've lived in this gym, by the way. So this background noise of basketball is bouncing on the floor. We, we need to keep this rolling. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. How how else are you going to listen to a show like this? Uh, and you know, and and not have basketballs play. I mean, this is this is as as uh, on the scene as you could possibly get. So uh, okay, so here here's our play by play. So Jacob is now playing one on one against this uh this kid who is i mean a full foot shorter um the kid just jacked up a three from the top of the key and airballed it and jacob toppin is about to get the uh ball and sean i don't think this is going to work out very well for this kid so he jacob is at the top of the key pump fake oh oh almost ripped him pull up three uh uh, it rims out for for jacob here and the other kid gets the rebound takes it checks it up oh Bounces off the step. Oh, beats him off the dribble. And Jacob's not really trying. All right. Anyway, back to back to the fun stuff. If anything interesting else happens uh, as this is unfolding, I'll uh, I'll jump right in. But come, anyway, come for the news on the game. Stay for Jack's uh, commentary on play by play here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, uh, while we're talking, you know, we brought brought up uh, top in and just kind of the uh, confidence that uh, or, or who are we talking about? I don't even remember who we were talking about. This is just really just fascinated me. Uh, well, um, I. I had mentioned that oh, the biggest Reeves thing for me was yes yeah. about Oscar Sheboy and him not being the main topic this week when it comes to on court production. We're talking right. about other pieces, right? Um, so we talked a, a little bit about Savir's um, thoughts on Antonio Reeves and how he was able to to um, make the jump that he did, uh, but Savir himself had a very impressive game uh, as well: seventeen points, seven of nine shooting, six assists. Uh, one steal, one block. Uh, just did a lot of really good things on, on his end as well. Pushed the pace. He's playing with an unreal level of confidence right now. Uh, Sean, what did you think of uh, Savir Wheeler's play? His numbers are exactly what they should be and what they need to be when it comes to uh, what he's done in the Bahamas. And, and I think from game one, the improvement to game two and game three, 
I see, I see him getting more comfortable with the new faces that he's running with. And, you know, I mentioned this after game one, when it comes to some of his struggles, yeah, there's familiar faces out there. There's Jacob Toppin, there's Oscar Sheboy, there's Lance Ware, but it's completely different roles. Like Jacob Toppin's being asked to do more than he was asked to do a year ago. There's Cason Wallace as his backcourt running mate. There's Antonio Reeves or CJ Frederick kind of getting mixed in there. Now, I think as a point guard, that is the biggest adjustment is when you're playing with new people, you're learning where they want the basketball, you're learning how they run the floor. And sure, they're doing that stuff in practice, but it's different when you're out there with your best five on the floor and you're going up against other bodies. So I think you're seeing him get in a rhythm now that wasn't established in game one. It doesn't look like he's trying to do too much. He looks comfortable. He's Kentucky's point guard. He led the Power Five conferences in assists and back-to-back years for a reason. He was a Bob Cousy Award finalist for a reason. He's going to be one of the best point guards in college basketball. He should be Kentucky's point guard. Now, that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be preparing Cason Wallace to, to take over and maybe have the ball in his hands late in games, late in clock situations. But there is no question about who Kentucky's point guard is. It is Xavier Wheeler. Yeah, and you bring up the other name uh, who actually started at point guard tonight, Cason Wallace. Uh as as Savir is the guy, but Kaysen definitely looked the part as the primary on-ball playmaker, facilitator, distributor. Uh, I thought he was incredible as a shot maker, three for four from three. Uh, He added 15 points, six of nine shooting overall, four assists, five steals, Sean. I thought he was terrific on the defensive end, three rebounds as well uh, in 19 minutes. I mean, just as much of an all-around effort as you could ask for from a guy. Uh, I I don't think he's going to ever be a guy that's going to go out and give you a 25 or 30 points. I think he's going to be a every single night consistent, stable 15 points, five rebounds, five assists, two or three steals every single game. I think that's who Cason Wallace is going to be. Uh, and I think it's a very welcome addition to this team. I think he's going to be uh, arguably the best player, best freshman in the SEC this year. Yeah, a chance to be SEC freshman of the year and probably a chance to be SEC defensive player of the year the way that he guards, right? I mean, five steals tonight. Uh, putting a lot of putting a lot on his shoulders right now after three games in the Bahamas. But I think by the end of the year, when Kentucky's rolling late into league play into the NCAA tournament, I don't think Kaysen will be their best scorer, but I think he certainly might be their best overall player when it comes to how he affects the game on the defensive end and what he's going to be doing and improving offensively. The thing I like most about him, he will make an impact every single night because his defense will travel. On nights where he's not hitting shots, if he's not getting to 14, 15 points a game, he's going to hold the other team's best player probably to well below their score, their point total when it comes to being a perimeter player. That's what I like about Casey Wallace. I do think in time he will be Kentucky's best, most dependable player. Yeah, and I, I haven't gotten the chance to ask you about this, but I had heard uh, from behind the scenes that Kaysen has kind of emerged as the guy, the, the kind of go-to score late in shot clock and 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 you know end of game situations. That the staff is actually unbelievably confident in him uh, as that guy, and that they they think that you know if if it's a late game situation and and they need somebody to do something with the ball in their hands uh, that, that it's actually Kaysen as the guy that they trust to do something with. Maybe it's not even making the shot, but uh, I guess just in terms of decision-making and, and knowing that uh, when the ball is in, in his hands, good things happen. And I think that's a very welcome development uh, as well, that there's already that much trust uh, in Kaysen as a, as kind of that go-to guy late. Yeah, I think that's very encouraging. And uh, when you look at, who they have in the backcourt, 
you know, that was a question going into this. And I think it's going to be a question going into the regular season about, you know, who is it going to be for Kentucky? Who are their guys? And you, you want more than one. You'd love to have option one, two, and possibly even three of who you want to go to to get a bucket. I, I still think Oscar Shibway on the low block. I think that that's going to be an option. I think they're going to be able to post him. Uh, is it an Antonio Reeves with the ball in his hands? We're seeing him be creative and get his own. I do think Cason Wallace has all the tools and making of becoming that guy as well. Maybe it is setting the table for someone else to get a basket. But I, I like what Cason does. I like the pace that he plays with Jack offensively. I think he plays at his own pace. He's a strong guard that, that does really good at getting downhill and getting to his spots. You're going to see all of those things improve as he gets more minutes, gets more reps, and just gets continues to get more comfortable as a college basketball player. Well, Sean, we uh, promised to keep this thing quick, and we're we're uh, uh, going a little long. We want to make sure that our listeners uh, have a chance to to break all this down and and uh, listen to it before tomorrow's game at noon. Make sure uh, that you tune in for that. It's going to be another good one against the Bahamian National Select team, uh, Sean. Uh, let's uh, wrap up and get the heck out of here. Um, got a, a, I think my my play by play duties are done for the night. I think they're just the, the the Jacob and Oscar. Just you know, they're they're a little distracted right now. So uh, we'll uh, stop with the play by play and we'll uh, end it here. Uh, why don't you tell fans where they can find your work? You can find my work at gobigbluecountry.com and you can follow me on Twitter at gbbcountry. Find me on Twitter as well at Jack Pilgrim KSR. Reach out to me via email at jpilgrim at kentuckysportsradio.com. With that, we'll be back tomorrow in front of the Jam Pack Sources Say podcast. We will see you then. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, Money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 